This is Alopecia Life with your host, Deanne Graham. You'll hear interviews with specialists in their field and parents who are helping their child move through life while living with alopecia areata, along with conversations with alopecia rock stars who are making a difference. Alopecia Life is here to provide you with support, accurate information, inspiring stories, and life hacks to help you navigate the world of hair loss. Whether you've just been diagnosed or have had it for ages, Alopecia Life has been created to share all the information you may want or need to do alopecia your way. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 3 of Alopecia Life. Thank you for sharing your time with today's guest, Nicholas Roman Srut and me. I can't think of a better way to round out Alopecia Awareness Month than having Nicholas as our guest. Throughout the episode, we talk about how he became an internet personality with over 5 million followers, how building confidence in others has the effect of building our own, and more about his alopecia story. Everyone wonders how the popularity of Puebes came to be, and you'll definitely hear more about this during the interview. Nicholas, welcome to Alopecia Life today. Hello, hello. It's amazing to get to be on Alopecia Life today. Awesome. Well, I have been extremely excited to share you and what you're doing on social media and all the fan base that you've got, but I'd really love to jump right in and just start talking about your alopecia story. So for me, it began back when I was a wee lad of just seven years old, and that's when I started to get real, real patchy. And I'm sure you know how that goes. It's like, it seems like it's alopecia areata at first when you just got patches. And my mom was like, you know what, Nico? It looks really bad. I was in second grade at the time and I was going to a daycare. I remember seeing those photos too. I say I kind of looked like like cheese or a moon (laughs) because it's just the patches and the holes, the craters all there. And eventually I ended up shaving it. And it actually wasn't until middle school. Weirdly enough, it was like people actually seem to care about appearance in middle school. (laughs) That's when it started. Not even in elementary, not in second grade. No, people didn't even care about the patches. But by middle school was when I had my first ever love interest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this was this was my my princess. I was like, okay, you know, I got this. I got this. So, you know, I'm dressed in my my best button down shirt that day, nice pair of slacks, had my, my vans on. I was looking real spiffy. I go up to her and I ask her, you know, these very sophisticated questions that only a six-year-old could, could say is, <clears throat> you want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> and she gives me a look and it's that look, the one that you know you're not going to like the next words out of the person's mouth. And she says to me, I like you a lot, Nico. I just... I think I would like you more if you had hair. Mm. I was like, ah, it absolutely rocked my world. And for years after that, I actually ended up wearing a wig because I thought that that's what I had to do to be accepted and to be loved. And I mean, in that situation, what I believed was that was the first time I cared about what people thought of me. Mm -hmm. And so in those moments of caring what somebody thought of me for them to reject me, it just broke me down so much. And eventually, of course, I, I discovered, I was like, I don't, I don't like covering my head. I don't like the fact that I'm doing this for somebody else. I don't mm-hmm. like the fact that I feel like I have to take extra care that this wig isn't going to come off just so I can feel like I'm fitting in. Because you know what? I feel further from myself and I feel ingenuine wearing this wig. So 
that's whenever I ended up deciding to take it off one day. And I would say that was the best decision I ever made. It took a lot of trial and error. It took a lot of different experiences, a lot of good support from my family, my mom, my dad, my friends, my sister. And yeah, the day I took it off was a day I felt the most free and I've grown my confidence since then. And now there's nothing that anybody could say or do that would change the way I feel about how I look because I love who I am and I love the way that I look. Awesome. And when, when was that when you kind of just said, okay, I'm, I'm ready? So that was about, I think it was freshman year of high school. It was like freshman year nearing sophomore year of high school. Okay. So I, I love this because it, I mean, there's a lot of people, including myself, when you kind of go, okay, I'm going to cover this up to make other people comfortable to, to help out with comfort level. Right. Mm -hmm. And we talk about that a lot in the alopecia community. And there is a time where we go, wait a minute, my comfort's actually the most important thing here and everybody else can just get over themselves. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it is, it is absolutely. And, and, People aren't as responsive a lot of the time, but they, they come around. They definitely come around. Mm-hmm. It seems like the thing was, too, I expected more people to care, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I recognize, too, that this message is non-exclusive to just the alopecia community. It's really for everyone, mm-hmm. where uh, that insecurity that I thought was the thing that set me apart from other people that I thought people would criticize me for, when I took the wig off and I showed my head, Everybody just went about their day. I was in a high school, a high school. Like, you know, people are nosy mm-hmm. in high school, a high school of, I think it was some nearly 2000 kids. And when I took my wig off, I expected to be criticized, to get bullied. And can you guess how many people asked me that day when I showed up with a full head of hair or without the full head of hair with my bald head? Five. I had one. Really? One person. Exactly. That blows my mind that it yeah. was just one. And hearing other people's stories too, it's like, it was crazy. And he just said, oh, did you lose a bet or something? I said, no, I have an autoimmune condition called alopecia. I just, I can't grow hair. That was a wig that I was wearing this whole time. And he goes, oh, okay. That isn't, was it. Isn't that interesting? Like the most basic explanation, right? We just go, oh, this is how it is. And they go, oh, all right. Love it. I mean, exactly. it's, it's all this stuff. Like you said, we build it all up in our minds and even the trust that we have in our friends, right? That we don't, we yeah. go, okay, well, they won't be able to accept me. I won't be able to show them. And then you just do. And they go, oh, okay. And I know that's not everybody's experience for sure. Of um, you know, that's the ideal experience. What we'd love to have happen to everyone who is opening up and revealing, you know, hey, this is a big part of who I am and I want to feel comfortable and this is how I want it to look. For sure. And yeah. it's definitely is, of course, as you said, not everybody's experience. And it really was an ideal experience. And yeah. Yeah. And I love how you have brought comedy into your alopecia experience. When did that kind of introduce itself to you? So my grandfather also has alopecia and he is an absolute goofball always has been he makes all kinds of funny faces he's been a jokester my dad is as well so if there's a comedy gene in the family it definitely came down from the line from my grandfather to my dad to me and i found that you know it's funny i actually kind of stumbled into the fact that comedy would be such a great way to show people about self-confidence and self-acceptance and self-love because uh, I started doing TikToks, I guess it was a little bit earlier than June 4th of 2020. 
Mm-hmm. I say that date specifically because that was the day that I had my first viral TikTok that was about alopecia. Mm-hmm. But I was I had made a, quite a few videos that were just about me joking around about my head and about different things. Like like somebody was saying that it was a bald cap, so I was like, "Hey man, like <laughs> stop it!" Like, and then I was and then I come back and like do a little camera cut and I'm wearing a wig, so it was just super simple, goofy stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I had people message me talking about how much they loved the videos and how that was inspirational and how they really appreciated it. Like people with alopecia were telling me how much it meant to them, and I was like, "Oh." So this is a way that I can do it because I like much like you, I'm sure, you know, you want to make a difference in the alopecia community. I mm-hmm. expected, I didn't know when, of course it could start, but I never would have expected that it was comedy that would really hit home and make me or allow me to grow so much and touch mm-hmm. so many different people's lives. But yeah, once that started, just yeah. doing all kinds of videos with the plungers, the silly suckers, <laughs> putting bald caps on, uh, freaking slapping my head with cheese, hot tortillas, like <laughs> peanut butter visor. That was a good one. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I don't know why I did that, but it was great. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. The, the most recent funny one that you just put up was hysterical, right? It was about Anthony Kerrigan and, oh, yeah. and people going, hey, I saw you on Fatherhood. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of times that like, okay, so I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I mean, I'm sure he's chill about it, but I talked with him about it as well. And I said, dude, you don't, you, you don't understand how many people will say that I look like you or I look like Victor Zaz from Gotham. And he goes, I don't know how many, like, you don't know how many people tell me to say Puebes. That's so funny. But we both get compared to each other and I'm like, Hey, I mean, He's an awesome guy who's active in the alopecia community. He's our representation in media, like super awesome dude, super down to earth guy. So mm-hmm. yeah, being compared to him is truly an honor. Yeah. I And I do know him and he's just one of the sweetest guys ever and, and very involved in the alopecia community. So making a difference just like you are and no matter how you do it, right? Because these kids who are being diagnosed are looking and, and their parents too, they're looking for role models for their children, people who they can see in media that are being a positive influence. So I just want to say thank you to you for doing that. Oh, thank you. It's, it really does mean the world to me. And this is one of the things that I've been wanting to do ever since, honestly, since I felt like I was confident enough. And thank you for what you do, because these <laughs> like these podcasts are fantastic ways to raise awareness and teach people about confidence and acceptance. And it's just a wonderful thing. Oh, thank you. I do want to talk about how you grew your followings. So, I mean, because we talk about how you said you had your viral TikTok on June of last year. Mm-hmm. And and what was your growth like from that point on? Do you, was it really exponential or were you, did you have kind of a, a smaller following and then it just grew huge or what? So basically the first, the very first one, I had kind of been sitting at about 3000 followers, which was a pretty good start. Mm-hmm. And that viral TikTok that got, it got about 2 million views and I jumped from 3000 to 10,000 followers mm-hmm. in just about two days. But that's the magic of TikTok mm-hmm. is one viral video and you can make this jump and it's crazy. And I remember I was with a friend of mine at the time who was somebody, you know, the friend who really, really understands you. And I looked at her and I said, Hey, this one video is traction to genuinely make an impact. 
And that's whenever I had actually had somebody message me too about uh, alopecia. And this guy had told me that he wanted to take off his eyebrows and his hat that he was wearing in public. And I said, so I spent about an hour, we were talking back and forth. Actually, a week after that is when he messaged me back and said, hey, man, all the things that you said to me have inspired me and changed my life. I I don't wear my eyebrows anymore. I I took my hat off. And if it weren't for the things that you had said to me, I don't think I would have been able to do it. So I just want to thank you. And that was the big moment that I knew Mm -hmm. I wanted to keep it going and wanted to push doing TikTok stuff. So to know about the growth, what's important to know is why I even bothered to to do it. And so his story is one of many that had really pushed me to keep it going. And so I started making more alopecia content daily, every single day from June 4th. It was 237 days in total. I was making like six to 12 videos a day. Wow. And just making content. And I don't know, honestly, I look back and I'm like, I don't know how I came out with so much (laughs) stuff. It's crazy. But I put all the stuff out and it wasn't really until maybe two, maybe a month or two down the line, whenever the first Wirebase video came about where some guy had asked me, of course, if I could grow pubes after he saw a video where I said I couldn't grow hair. And that's what, if you don't know what Wirebase is, well, surprise, (laughs) that's what it is. And so I was like, hmm, well, and I read it because he spelled it wrong. He just put P-U-E-B-E-S. Oh my gosh. And so I was like, you know, honestly, I am bilingual. That looks kind of Spanish to me, the way that he spelled it. So I put on my best Duolingo guy accent and it said Buerbes and the rest was history. So that isn't, started its own series. Isn't that hysterical that, that the misspelling of a word created this whole kind of persona that you have? And okay, say it, say it several more times so we can get an idea of when you say it and the voice that you use. Boyerbase. <laughs> it's literally just Boyerbase. And, and there's like the sudden drop. I can't even say it normally now. Well, and it's so, it's such kind of a, I mean, even though it's like a heavy word and a, a funny word when you hear it, it's such a nicer way to say than than the other way. Yes. And, and you kind of think of that and you go, come on, dude, like that's so personal. But I guess we are opening up ourselves right on social media for these kinds of interactions with people. Exactly. It's it's weird <laughs> for sure still. It's like, come on, man. You wouldn't ask me that to my face. I think I made a video too where I talked about that. And I was like, you know how this it's funny how this whole thing started because I highly doubt that somebody would ask me this question to my face, but you know, it's all about social media. And I had so many comments, no man, I, I would ask you that to your face. I'm like, oh really? <laughs> what are you? I, anyway, yeah, Yeah. so it was that series that really made things take off, and then as it went forward, I decided, that's when I had exponential growth, too, which from 300,000 followers to, I think it was a million in just a few, like a week or two weeks, and before I knew it, now at 5.4 million after having made more content, my one-year anniversary was, of course, not that long ago, June 4th, 2021. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I've seen exponential growth. I've changed up my content too a little bit. So where I do more comedic stuff now, I still do a lot of like funny, silly alopecia stuff, but mm-hmm. it's been awesome. It's just having been committed to it, having found new ways to make it fun and interesting, responding to people's comments and their suggestions and allowing my audience to really be a part of it too, especially the people with alopecia. 
Yeah, that's incredible. Thank you. I would love to talk about your Naked Confidence campaign. Let's talk a little bit more about that because that kind of extends what you're doing and what you started off just by listening to that young man who said, hey, I want to I want to stop wearing my eyebrows and my hat. And then he was so inspired by you. And you kind of continued to grow that, didn't you? Yes. So that is the thing that I'm definitely the proudest of. And that I feel like that's my heart and soul. It gives me purpose more than anything else. So the Naked Confidence campaign is, as of right now, a campaign dedicated to teaching people with alopecia how to be confident, how to be comfortable in their own skins. And it provides them a community of other people who understand them. And so what we do is we have weekly Zoom meetings. Right now, we've gone to two a month, actually. And the first one is a general meeting for all ages. The second one is is a 21 and up wine and cheese night, which, of course, (laughs) is everybody's favorite meeting. Big surprise. (laughs) But so we'll get on there and we'll talk about all kinds of different things. Everybody will share their different experiences about alopecia. And it's, it's wonderful because it provides community support. And of course, I offer my own two cents about several different things. And I share my experience about what allowed me, what helped me to do better. But it's the coolest thing because all of our stories have so much more strength than just one. And whenever you hear like seven different perspectives you know, you come in with a question like, hey, how do you guys get over whenever somebody's giving you looks in public and you hear seven, eight, 15 people's different opinions? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, oh, wow. Like, I, I never really thought about it that way. And as we help other people in the community, we grow in our own character. So right now we have about 500 members from all over the world, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Soon enough, whenever the world opens back up, I know that what I'll be doing and what we'll be doing as a team is rolling around to different parts of the world and having conferences and seminars and talking about being confident, having naked confidence, and it'll extend beyond just alopecia to something for everyone because I know the message of confidence and self-love is non-exclusive. Exactly. That's incredible, though. I love to hear about how you're going to move into the future with the campaign and doing, like you said, the conferences and seminars and continuing your Zoom groups until you can get together in person. So I just see a lot of positivity, I guess, with all that for sure. Thank you. It's been a, it's been a really wonderful thing. And it makes me feel fulfilled, right? Because I get mm-hmm. to wake up and, and be a reason that several people's lives are better and they have a community and then we have people that will tell me or tell some of the coaches. I've had coaches come come in, come through and, and help out. And one mm-hmm. of the guys who helps me a lot, his name is Stefan Mengal, and he's wonderful. He's pretty much been my right-hand man since the beginning. He's been there since day one and super awesome dude. And him and I are usually the ones that are leading those different events and talking to people. And mm-hmm. he'll get comments, I'll get comments. It's just so, it's things that touch your heart where they say, hey, this meeting really change the way that I think. And thank you so much for being here and helping out. I'm sure you know how it is too. It's just very fulfilling work. Absolutely. Have you ever been part of other Facebook groups and things like that that for alopecia? 
I've been part of a couple. I don't get on them and I'm not active as much, but I have been a part of a few of them. Yeah, I I think having numbers that are closer to 500 is so much easier to kind of manage and make more personal versus a group of, you know, 25,000. Oh, yeah. So many people are commenting and it's hard to keep track of things. So how can people find you when they're looking for you on social media? If they don't already know you, I should say. So you can pretty much find me Anywhere under the tag, like Instagram, Snapchat, even Facebook, YouTube, all at X the Roman Empire. So it's literally the Roman Empire with an X in front of it. And if you're wondering how I got that name, so my middle name is Roman. Mm -hmm. So I figured the easiest thing that everyone can remember is, well, the Roman Empire. Everybody has heard about the Roman Empire. So slap an X in front of that because, well, that name was taken. (laughs) So... Yeah. Perfect. I love that. And I will put all of that in the show notes. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming today and visiting with us and sharing your story. And I just appreciate it so much. Thank you so much again. It's been fabulous. Thank you for listening today. Now that we all know about the origin of Jueves, we'd love to hear if something like this has happened to you and how you chose to respond. I know how I've responded to super inappropriate questions in the past, usually with my eyes pretty squinty and a pregnant pause. Feel free to share your thoughts and experience in the comments on Instagram or over at the Alopecia Life Facebook group. For those of you who aren't already following Nicholas on TikTok and Instagram and would like to, you can find him at X the Roman Empire. To find out more about the Naked Confidence campaign, check out the show notes for the link to his website. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. Join our Alopecia Life Facebook group and find out more information at headonlifecoaching.com. The information on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and is meant for general information purposes only. If you're enjoying these episodes and finding the tips helpful, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to and download podcasts. Yes.